0: In this episode, we will be discussing the topic of suicide and related linked traumas from a mental, emotional, and spiritual experience slash testimony. Watch and listen at your own discretion. If you're suffering from suicidal thoughts, please connect with someone immediately. You can call or text 988 at any time. Be blessed and we're praying for you. All right, y'all. We're starting at 5, 4, 3. Welcome all my Healed and Hope folks to Stories That Heal a Christian podcast <laughs> where we as believers find peace as we journey through healing conversations together. All right. So my name is Alexis, I am your host and I'm the CEO of Back to Life Apparel, also known as Shop Back to Life. Ooh, ooh, we're here with that. Okay. Our purpose is to help millennials like you Find deeper intimacy in your relationship with God through fashion and resources. Woo woo, okay? So make sure you check us out. If this is your first time, welcome! (laughs) Be sure to download this podcast if you're watching or listening, more so listening, on Spotify and uh, make sure you like, make sure you comment, make sure you subscribe to our channel, turn on that bell, make sure you do that. Before we hop into today's topic, today's topic is really serious. Did you see the warning in the beginning? let's just act like it's flashing okay I don't want to trigger you but I do want you to face the things in your life that may be triggering you with Christ with Jesus okay so if it's a little too much for you right now understand if it's like a little too much but you're like oh I feel like I need to go ahead go ahead keep watching okay go ahead and listen go ahead and send this to someone that is gonna bless all right period because we're not gonna hold it to ourselves All right, before we hop into today's episode, we love to do and start off with a nice segment called You Shall Laugh, all right? I love TikTok videos. I know you probably do too. Reels, all the, okay, but I'll be on TikTok. (laughs) And I'll be buying some funny stuff on TikTok. So we're gonna watch together just a couple things just to make you laugh. Now, one of them, I'm gonna challenge you again to try not to laugh, all right? And if you laugh before I laugh, you're out. <laughs> okay, we all play like that. Let me know in the comments when you started laughing. Here's the try not to laugh one. You ready? All right, one, two, three. <laughs>
1: Okay. You turn Oh, Uh I feel i going to Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: But sometimes, the problem is actually salt. Your feet, your face, your whole body swelling might actually be because of larrys, adobo, maggi. And you have a heavy handed too. So we'll just keep pouring until the ancestors tell us to stop. Oh, keep listening to them. Next thing you know, you will be joining them. <laughs> Respect yourself. Respect yourself. Okay, when I first saw the video, I said, oh, you're going to be joining. Alright, this is the
1: last one. Okay. One, two, three. I told my daughter she can't use hot tools on my hair, so she said she'll use her hot breath. It's working. <laughs> I told my daughter she can't use hot tools on my hair, so she said she'll use her hot breath.
0: It's working. <laughs> I told Oh my goodness, the mother's face. She's like, okay. Anywho. <laughs> you're laughing, I'm not laughing. You. I hope you're, I hope. Okay, um, okay. So anyway, in this episode we'll be talking about our topic as you've seen most likely when you clicked on this is called a life worth living. Okay, we're talking about overcoming suicide and having purpose. Here's the story, okay? Right? Back to Life Apparel started back in 2019. I remember wanting to highlight my story, wanting to highlight other people's stories as well, and for us to come together and tell our stories as a community and, and heal from those things and learn how to build with Jesus, you know, in our relationship with Jesus. So, That was my, that was, okay, that was part of the vision. I wanted to do a podcast a long time ago, like when I first started, but I mean, here we are today. (laughs) Okay, um, but what I did is I recorded about three different people. And actually, if you go on our Instagram, you'll see two of the three videos. The third one, I never ended up posting. It was really loud. It was between me and a friend. And I mean, her story blew me away and my phone ended up like stopping it didn't catch her full testimony, but she shocked me because I didn't know she was going to say what she was going to say. and That was her first time saying it and like really telling someone like that happened. That was, I believe, outside of her family. So I was like, oh, my God, like I was just in shock. I, I was about to cry. I, it was a lot going on. But anyway, <laughs> If you go like scroll all the way to when we first started, like you'll see at least two of those. So I asked people, I was like, what's your back to life story? What's your story of coming back to Jesus? Tell us about that, you know, tell us about something in your life, tell that's a testimony. And so uh, I did that and that was kind of like a start of the podcast in a sense of like my idea of how I wanted to do a podcast one day. And so here we are, Stories at Hill, we're telling stories today. So how cool is that? With that being said, one of my back to life stories is literally like when I was fifteen years old, I wanted to commit suicide. And I was going to. Okay? We have to ooh, that part. I had a conversation with the Holy Spirit about this and I was like, What do you want me to share? How do I share this? You know, I came to the conclusion. <laughs> no, but the Lord did tell me that, uh, you know, just to tell. So Sorry if I'm a little all over the place with this story, but I have to, like, try my best to just tell it. So first, let's start with childhood, okay? I did not have the worst childhood, but <coughs> um, I did have a childhood where, in my own experience, I remember being by myself a lot. Like, I remember my family had worked and stuff, and I was the youngest, so uh, I remember being at home by myself a lot, and I remember just having a hard time with like, because I, so my family is like a blended family. So, (laughs) um, my, myself and my, my sibling, my older sibling, my sister, we have the same father, but our parents separated when I was a baby. And so then my mom remarried and blended family. So (laughs) that in itself, anyone who has, okay, anyone who has a step parent or step, siblings and stuff you know that the blend you know it it take a lot of effort to be blending okay so that experience for me just the the family blending thing was very difficult um I grew up really not even really liking my stepdad at all and (laughs) um I had a lot of bitterness when I was a child um towards my stepdad towards father figures stuff like that also being a younger sibling my older sibling my sister we we're five years apart so you know we were cool and things when we were younger playing dolls and all these things but then when we grew up it was like oh well actually when my sister started getting into like high school I remember around that time it was like oh she won't play dolls with me no more <laughs> you know it's that type of thing but growing up and In my childhood, I experienced a lot of trauma. And I think this is the part of my story that I haven't told. Uh, This is my first time telling it, you know, it's kind of, but (laughs) um, I experienced a lot of trauma growing up to the point where, you know, in psychology, mental health, we talk about um, this thing, like when you get into a certain situation, if you are a fight or flight person, Um, I've experienced both. (laughs) I've experienced where I would fight. And I have experienced where I would flight emotionally. Like, I would check out within myself. But I was still there. And it's like, physically, I was fighting. But internally, I'm not here. Like, gone. Flight, you know? Um, And that caused me to be very numb and to experience a lot of numbness where I... I did not really face my emotions. Now, I did have a diary. I did write a lot when I was younger, but I can't remember being as emotionally intelligent, like emotional IQ that I have now when I was a teenager, preteen type of thing. Within the trauma and things that I grew up um, experiencing, I felt like I had to defend myself a lot as a child. I felt like um, there were different times I was belittled. I feel like there were other times where I was unheard, where I felt like I was worth less, worth less, right? And that's a part of like rejection and stuff too. So it was a lot going on. It was a lot going on. I don't want to go too deep into that, but it was a lot going on, Um, you know, from physically fighting to have an invasion of privacy, boundaries crossed, all those different types of things. And so those things, they were there. Let's fast forward, so all of that was happening, I bottled up emotions and all that stuff was numb. That was happening, okay? Let's move into my teenage years when I was like 15, the very night that I was actually gonna commit suicide. I remember going through the situation where um, my privacy, yet again, was invaded. My boundaries of, you know, this is my personal bubble, this is my personal space, invaded. Um, And I almost felt powerless, even though I was trying to defend myself, I almost felt powerless. I also felt very betrayed. I don't wanna go too deep into this situation of what happened. That's why you hear me telling it like this. I'm telling you what's happening, but I'm not giving you full details. So just respect that for me, okay? All right. But yes, I, I felt very disrespected as well. And mind you, this was at 15, right? I feel like a lot of times I was treated a type of way that was not uplifting for me and not confidence-building for me. I felt like, in fact, it was a constant tearing down, like my spirit and things constantly just pushed down, I felt like. So when I get to 15, the situation happens. All these emotions from years and years and years are bottled up, right? And so this one night, I'm just like, I can't deal with this anymore If this is life i don't want life i don't want to be here um and then i remember specifically an intrusion of thoughts an intrusion like oh like think of like back in the day different countries they had like soldiers their own soldiers and armies and stuff and sometimes they had invasions right where the one country they had their walls up they had their protection stuff but out of the blue, there's this invasion, this intrusion that happens into their country, right? So I felt like that was happening in my thoughts, actually, where there was an intrusion. And now that I'm older and, you know, I can look at, at retrospect retrospect, and tell you the enemy was intruding me with thoughts over and over again, Um and these thoughts were thoughts like, oh, if you kill yourself, nobody's gonna care. Nobody's gonna even, you know, recognize that you were gone. Like, it's not a big deal, stuff like that. No one cares about you anyway, stuff like that. You should just kill yourself. You should just do it. Da 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 da. It's not gonna matter. So, that was the thing that kept on replaying is that it wouldn't matter. That it wouldn't matter. But the truth is, It does matter. Right. And this I I can speak to you for this, too, that it does matter where you are. It does matter what you do. I've said this in in our last episode, if you don't remember, for being a generational curse breaker for real, for real. Go back and listen to that. It does matter what you do. It does matter if you're here because you're making an impact if you're here right whatever you do even the smallest act of kindness i saw this on a show which is i don't recommend that you watch the show so i won't name it but (laughs) but um the the one little snippet like you know how people say that you know take the meat and and spit out the bones it was that type of thing the whole show throw it out (laughs) it was interesting but the whole show throw it out it's so bad for our minds for our hearts for our spirit it's bad so anyway the meat that i took out of it (laughs) one little piece of meat that they had was even the smallest act of kindness even you just showing up somewhere and being present physically somewhere even you calling your friend or um you know watching a podcast (laughs) different things like that listening to a podcast all these little things that you do they actually do matter right it changes um it changes like the, the route or the the how do I say this? Like the area, the 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 atmosphere of what's going on. You know, you coming in contact with someone could change your life forever, right? Right or wrong, whether it's, you know, a person that's good company or not. So that there in itself is a lie. It still is a lie. That it does matter if you're here. Or not, (laughs) you know. Especially when the Lord's given us purpose and plans, all these different things. Now, let's keep going. So I was having those intrusive thoughts, and they begin to be very, very nagging. Like where it was like they were coming faster, and it's almost like I couldn't stop hearing the enemy talk to me. It just was. it, It was just. It kept coming. It kept coming. It kept coming. So in that time, eventually I break down. I'm crying and stuff. And um, at this time, I I lived uh, in a townhome. And I remember I had my, my room and there was a window. The window on this side, I had one of those containers that you can put clothes or toys, you know, whatever in. So I had one of those and I had like this small, I used to love Bratz as a, as a kid, the Bratz dolls. Um, I had like this Bratz actors chair, or loungy type chair um, sitting on top of it. And so I believe I might have had another container too. But from there, what, what I did was I saw an electrical cord across the room. I looked up, there was a window, but I looked up above the window on the ceiling, there was a vent. And so I put two and two together. I grabbed the cord stepped in the chair, hooked the cord through the vent, went ahead and tied it, and I stuck my head through. About to hang myself. And when that happened, the enemy's voice louder. It was louder. And the the thoughts were even more intrusive, vain thoughts, very intrusive. Um, and at that time, I didn't know to stop thoughts like that. I didn't know how to, I didn't know about that, you know. Um, so, I put my head through the, through the cord, and I'm hanging on to it, and I'm at the edge of this chair. Literally, my feet are at the edge of this chair. So even if I slipped, you know, I could have either rock back that way, or I could have rocked in, because my head was, you know what I'm saying? So, um, eventually, I begin to hear the voice of God for the first time. Now before all of this, I was still kind of like on a spiritual exploration, if you, if you will. And I wanted to hear the voice of God for myself. And I remember praying for it and praying and waiting to listen to the Lord or to hear the Lord. And I wouldn't hear him and I'd be upset because I would hear people at church say his still small voice, but I wouldn't hear him. And I was like, oh. I remember hearing God speak to me, right? And when he spoke to me, he actually called my name. And he said, in the most calm voice, he said, Alexis, don't do it. And this, this is in the midst of, like, it's crazy. I met someone that had a similar experience. Because this is an experience where it's like, but anyway, there was so much chatter from the enemy. It's like, do it. Is that a, nobody cares about you. Just nonstop. And here comes the Lord, Alexis, don't do it. And I'm like. I was very conflicted in the moment, very conflicted. And um, I was just crying so much. I just, I can remember just crying because like, I heard two different things. But I started to lean more towards God's voice. And I, eventually I took my head out of the electrical cord and to my right is my bed. I had a twin size bed at that time. I look over to my right and I go to jump, but at the same time, I I felt a push. And that's the supernatural part of it. Well, it was already supernatural because the Lord started speaking to me and I heard two different things at one time. (laughs) But it was supernatural because I felt like there was a push after I had taken my head out to push me onto my bed. So I went, leap onto my bed, and I'm crying and I curl up in a ball and I'm just crying. But as I'm curled up in this ball, I could feel there was another presence. Now, a Holy, Holy Spirit, godly presence. I believe even to this day, there was an angel because I could like, I don't have to explain, but like <laughs> it's like supernatural gifts and things like that. Sometimes you can see things in the spirit and like for me sometimes I can see things like I may not be able to see them with my natural eye but I can see them in the spirit like in my head like as if you know there's a vision or there's a picture playing out in my head I can see it like that but like you know I don't know how to explain that <laughs> I hope that makes sense some of y'all we're Christians oh y'all y'all know what I'm talking about you a seer, you know what I'm talking about but um so yeah, so I'm curled up in this ball on the bed and I feel this presence next to me on my left hand side. I'm more closer to the head of my bed where the wall is, close to the wall. And so I curl up and I feel this presence right here. And it's like I could see, but also feel like I just had an inward knowing that there was an angel there that was in, 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 encompassing. Is that the word? I could feel this angel embracing me like it's Okay it's okay i could literally hear that next it's okay and i'm just i'm just a mess crying ah. and i literally was up like a lot of that that night but i was tired at the same time it's crazy just couldn't stop crying and because i'm like yo like i really that and there's another part of that too that we'll we'll talk about a little bit later into the show but (laughs) we interrupt this show to let you know that the mystery box giveaway is going on right now yes you can get a mystery box and it'll be given away to you for free into your home this could possibly include a candle devotional a journal All you have to do is subscribe to our channel. Make sure you're following us over on Instagram at Light. Then post a pic from the podcast on your story. Make sure you tag us and you're in. Enter as many times as you want. Winner will be announced at our next watch party. Stay tuned for that on our Instagram page. Back to our podcast. I end up crying myself to sleep. The next day, I just feel like, is this real? Like, did this really just happen? I feel numb. I feel, I felt, um just out of it I just felt out of it um very zombie-ish is how I felt and I'm gonna be honest I felt very zombie-ish but um uh, I got up and I remember um walking out of my bedroom going into the bathroom and barely even wanting to look at myself like I remember I'm looking down I'm trying not even to make eye contact with myself in the mirror and so <laughs> I happened to look up a little bit and I'm like man I look bad right now And I feel terrible. So I just looked down and my eyes are like puffy red, like look like, like it looked bad. Like it was red, but it was like my eyelids here, like and around my eyes were like swollen. It was, it was something, but um, I didn't speak about it. So it goes back to that childhood numbness and things. And, and you know, that that time was actually hard to process for me too. Even though, like, I wasn't like a child child. I was in my teen years, but that still was hard to process for me. It was like, I'm here, but I know this happened, but I don't know how to process all that happened because there was a lot that happened. And and even the emotions and the hurt that came with it from the invasion of privacy and, and just the, um, just the, like, the hurt from the situation you know and and all all the things even the supernatural all of that was hard to process at 15 years old so because I never experienced anything like that for a long time I didn't talk about it it wasn't talked about eventually my family members knew um one of my family members actually knew that night that that was something because the evidence was there. I was on my bed and the evidence of me about to kill myself was still there. The electrical cord was literally still in the vent on the ceiling. I hadn't taken it out. It was just there. And so <sighs> it was a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to talk about this, but it was a lot that came with that experience for sure. Um, for a long time The situation was not talked about. I think in society, but also I'll say more so because I'm black. (laughs) I think in in the black community. For... To go as far as into, like, wanting to commit suicide and stuff like that. And actually about to and stuff. I think that that is a hard conversation to have. And it's almost like, you know, how do we even have a conversation about these things? You know what I'm saying? Because that was back in, like, the... It wasn't the early 2000s, but it was almost like, you know, we're in 2023 now. So it was like midway, (laughs) you know, between that. So it was like at that time, mental health, like counseling, like the way that we talk about mental health now in 2023 and we talk about um, taking care of your mind and going to see therapists, counselors, stuff like that. That wasn't really something highly spoken about like i think there were probably still events based out of that out of mental health and like bringing awareness to that but it wasn't as highlighted and as talked about as it is now (laughs) you know what i'm saying so it was a little different era that i grew up in so i mean i'm a millennial you are too i'm i'm assuming so i never went to counseling i never went to therapy for that to break down okay what happened why did you feel this way or what brought you to that point? How are you feeling now? Da da da. You know, and let me say something because I want I was planning on saying something about this and I didn't know when it would come up in this episode during the show, but I would say it now because I just mentioned it. There's something about mental health, professional psychologists, things like that, or the mental health community that I feel that I'm going to say right now. There are statistics, there are studies. And things based around suicide and people who have had suicidal thoughts. (sighs) A lot of those things are based around a majority, right? The majority of, okay, we studied this amount of people that had suicidal thoughts or that committed suicide. Here's the thing about that. We cannot go and look at an individual based on something that someone else has studied by a majority. Each and every case is different. Each and every person is different. So you have to look at at an individualized type of perspective, right? In addition to that, okay, because as Christians, sometimes we got the hoodie. They say Jesus in therapy, but if we've been really serious, it's more so therapy over Jesus, Where you don't trust the Lord, hello, where you don't trust the Lord to heal your mind in the way that it needs to be healed so that you can go forward and who you are and what you're what you're here to do, what your purpose is, you know, who you are to affect and impact and influence all those things. So we have to begin to think about those things. And honestly, if you're in a space right now, if you've ever been in a space where you trusted your therapist over Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who died for your sins, who is well able to heal your mind, you're in error. You're in error. And that needs to be swept up. That needs to be, you know, put under the blood and say, Lord, I repent from this. I'm turning away from that. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to put my hope or my trust in someone you created over you who created me who created us so i'm not saying i'm not saying because some of y'all you like oh these christians they so like they just think oh you're supposed to just pray and then it goes away blah blah yes the lord does use counselors yes the lord uses therapists and psychologists but guess what you better make sure you got a counselor psychologist therapist that is holy spirit filled Otherwise, you will come into, you will come into agreement with the statistics, with the studies that have shown all this happened in their life so that will happen and they're bound to have suicidal thoughts or be suicidal because, in their bloodline. Hello, we talked about bloodlines the last episode. And your bloodline, this happens. So they're bound to have that. And because they're going to experience it or they have experienced it, now their children are going to experience The devil is a liar. Come on, as Christians, we can't come into agreement with stuff like that. The Lord ain't never said nothing like that. And last time I checked, the Bible says, Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So I'm a testament. I'm a living miracle right now. I'm <laughs> like a living testimony. Seriously. Living and breathing to show you proof that God can do it alone. If he wants to do it that way, let him do it that way. I've been to counselors. I've been to therapists. I'm not against them. But what I am saying is you got to be careful what you're coming into agreement with. You got to be careful what you're coming into agreement with. Now everybody has the same story as mine. As when I was suicidal back at 15. Now everybody has that. So you have to figure out you know. Let me learn my family member more. Let me learn this person that that I work with that's been dealing with this. So I've been seeing a little bit of of you know different things going on. Let me let me check in with them and see. You know, it's good to know. Okay, you you better have the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you better have some discernment. Period. And one of the reasons why I'm saying this the way that I'm saying it is because. One of the reasons why it's been so hard for me to even tell this story and to say it now <laughs> in this episode and other times before is because people who are Christian subscribe more to um, the world, subscribe more to what, what is known in the mental health field than they subscribe to the kingdom. And it's like if you're <laughs> you have to be careful with it. OK, you got to be careful with that. Okay? You gotta be careful with that. Jesus is not incapable of healing your mind. And another thing is sometimes as Christians, because we're so into mental health and we're so into the studies and the worldly things that come out, all this different stuff. Not saying that is that is wrong, but just, just, you know, use discernment. But what I am saying (laughs) is that sometimes we as Christians, because a lot of us aren't really versed in deliverance and we're not really versed in that part, that one third of Jesus' ministry. Let's talk about it, which was deliverance, because a lot of us aren't versed in that. And a lot of us are actually afraid of that and afraid of demons. We recognize or we don't recognize sometimes that sometimes someone doesn't have a mental disability. Sometimes someone is not uh, mentally ill. where it's just a chemical imbalance sometimes they actually are demonized and need the demon to be cast out yeah let's talk about that but because a lot of us aren't versed in that a lot of us are not versed and know too much um about the bible and about god and about the things of god and how he moves and works in his kingdom in the world like if you don't understand that, if you don't study that, these things are far from you. So that means whatever is brought to you as, as professionals, as experts, sometimes is not, it, it, it don't go with with the word, it don't go together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yes, some people do have mental illnesses. I believe that. I feel like I still need to do some study within this area. But one thing I know for sure is sometimes it's not, it's not you. Oh Lord, That's something else. Sometimes it's not you. I, uh, sometimes it's not you Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's that demon that you that you opened the door to, that you either knowingly, like you know you was dead wrong, you shouldn't have been dab- dibbling, dabbling and stuff like that, and you open the door for, for the enemy to have a foothold in your life, or sometimes you ain't even know you opened the door, you just gone by life, you know, and kept it moving too with the horoscopes and kept it moving with the masturbation and kept it moving okay being with oh girl you won't you won't supposed to be with her you knew she was off but you better (laughs) but it's like you know it's certain things like that where knowingly or unknowingly it opens up a door and as long as the enemy has a foothold as long as the enemy hasn't been cast out he has now made you his home So when you're going through suicidal thoughts, or if you have gone through that, that's something you need to bring to the Lord. And so that goes into my, um, our next point for this episode is one thing that I found out was, um, in, in later, in later time. So I'll say maybe, so that was when I was 15 initially that happened. I noticed I had suicidal thoughts again when I was. about 25, 26, right? And that's real close to the age I am now. So about 10, 12 years later, comes back. And what the Lord revealed to me, you ready for this? (laughs) What the Lord had revealed to me was that, so let me, let me back up. Let me back up. So when the suicidal thoughts came back around, right? For me, I actually didn't tell a lot of people about it. I didn't, um, but I, excuse me, I experienced a lot of hardship, a lot of financial hardship. I experienced a lot of um, pressure and processing and things like that in the midst of uh, following the Lord, a lot of things that were traumatic to me. And because of that, there was, there was a bit of hopelessness that came. There was a bit of, you know, if I can't do what the Lord is calling me to do, if I can't do it successfully was, you know, I I don't want to do anything else. You know, I want to do what I, what I was put on this earth to do. I don't want to do anything else, but it's not working. Like, you know, that's kind of how I was feeling. And suicidal thoughts within that time so i'm a part of core group if you don't know you know now (laughs) um led by jenny weaver and stephen weaver i went to a core meetup that's where we meet up we get together with other core sisters who are in the area or so and we worship together and things like that pray for each other and honestly deliverance is like it ends up happening so <laughs> you know because sometimes we're inviting people and things like that too i was there we were worshiping it was great we were praying and things and this one of my core sisters she came around with oil anointing oil and i didn't know she was coming around my eyes are closed i'm just like mm. and then she was like do you mind she has the oil in her hand She's like do you mind if i anoint you is it, is it okay if i anoint you and i said yeah that's fine she anoints me she stands in front of me. Now this part is a little, I can't remember too much of it, but I remember here and there. So she starts to anoint me. And she, I think she started to pray. She started to feel something in the spirit with me. We were connected, okay? And long story short, um, she starts ministering to me and things like that, but she calls out suicide and literally my body goes backwards into the floor. And I started kicking and stuff. So, like, you know, whole uh, spirit manifesting type of thing. <sighs> and I was like, what in the world? And I'm thinking to myself afterwards, now, why did that happen? Because last time I checked, like, you know, I was good and all this stuff. Like, where is that coming from? Because that was when I was 15. Where is that coming from? So, fast forward. Actually, this year, 2023, I went to the retreat and I told one of my core sisters that I was driving, well, I wasn't driving, she was driving, we were riding down to Florida. So we were there and I started to tell her, I was like, yeah, like I had this happen. I feel like there's something there. I just feel in my spirit, there might be something there. So I was like, if anything, this weekend, I want it out. Like, you know, if there's anything hiding in me that I don't know about, I want it out. This was one of the nights. Pastor Greg Locke was there. And he started mass deliverance. He starts going, I command the spirit of this, come out. I command the spirit of this, spirit of that, blah, 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 he calls out all these different spirits. I could literally feel myself. I was like, ooh, something is happening. And I know what's happening. He calls out the spirit of suicide. I knew it was there anyway, though. I just, I had a feeling, I had an inward knowing that I knew it was there. And so he calls out a uh, spirit of suicide. And so then I start to manifest. I kind of go down slowly in my chair and stuff. And we have, when we have the retreats, the core group retreats, we have a deliverance team, core deliverance team. And so those people are trained. They're ready to go. They're always like in a space where um, they are prepared to do deliverance at any time. So they come by they always have an intercessor with them. So, core deliverance lady comes by. Now, at this time I'm about in the floor. And then she called me back by my name. She says, "Alexis," cuz I had a, a tag on. She said, "Alexis, what spirit is this?" I said, "Suicide," the best way I could say it. And she put her hand on my back. She said, "Command the spirit of suicide to come out." Da 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 da. da. So, she starts doing deliverance and I start getting delivered from the spirit and i knew y'all knew it was there so then okay fast forward later i have a talk with the holy spirit like lord what was that i didn't even know that was there Da da, 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 da. you know what i'm saying because i'm learning about deliverance, and so all these different things are going on so so the lord uh tells me and, and gives me revelation and um knowledge about what was happening with me and so the lord told me Like, yes, there was a spirit of suicide there. And I was like, well, where did it come from? Like, what was the open door? What was the root, blah, blah. I started asking the Lord all these things. And so the Lord told me, because I'm thinking, I'm like, did it come in at that time when I was 15 and I wanted to commit suicide and I was going to? Or like, what? The Lord revealed to me. Check this out. The Lord revealed to me that the spirit came in through an open door. From a movie that I watched where in the movie, this person was committing suicide. They literally killed themselves in the movie and I'm watching it. And as I'm watching the movie as a child and I could see the Lord showing me I was a little girl when this happened, the spirit came in. I didn't know that. (laughs) I did not know that. I was like, wow. So it matters what we watch. It matters what we listen to so again back to my point i was saying earlier sometimes it's not a chemical imbalance sometimes it's not from family member or or that being in the bloodline now it is possible you know um, sometimes it's not a mental disability a mental disorder sometimes it is in fact a spirit a demon that needs to be cast out and so i went through deliverance and the demon got cast out of me I spoke life over myself, you know. And this lady, I'll never forget when I was getting deliverance, at the end, I hugged this lady. She was like, how do you feel, Things I was like, I feel like this, da, da, da. Um, And she hugs me. She was praying for me. And, you know, at a certain point, she spoke to me. Like when she was praying, she was, you know, she talking to the Lord. But then at a certain point, she she paused and she spoke to me. And she said, you will fulfill everything the Lord put out for you to do in your life. You will fulfill all of it in your lifetime. And that meant so much to me because, you know what, sometimes times is hard and sometimes um, things aren't the way that I want them to be. And so as humans, as Christians, we go we're going through this life. You know, no one is exempt from suffering. No one is exempt from um, the, the things that happen in this life, from crying, from from having heartache. None of us are exempt from that. But one thing we can count on always is that the Lord Jesus Christ will be there. And if we need deliverance, the the word of God says that by his finger, he will deliver us, that he delivers us by his finger. It doesn't take him much. (sighs) So we can count on that. We can count on that. And. Though things get rough sometimes, with whether it's with relationships, how people treat us, how people look at us, how we feel about ourselves, or what's going on circumstance-wise, the, the, the cares of this world, no matter what it is, at the end of the day, we can have hope that we can fulfill every single thing that the Lord put out for us to do in our lifetime. You can fulfill everything. Everything that the Lord put out for you to do, even if you feel scared about it, even if you feel like you can't. The devil is a liar. You can. You can do this. One thing the Lord allowed me to um to hold on to for this journey of mine that he has me on <laughs> is that the Lord built me for this. And I know that we've heard different people say that. Maybe you've heard different people say that. and You're like, oh, OK, but no, no, no really think about that, really think about how each and everything that you've experienced in your life, that you will experience, the Lord has built you for it, it's not out of, it, it's not out of your, um it's not out of your capacity to handle with Jesus, now that part, with Jesus, now probably without Jesus, not even probably, but without him, I don't, look, Okay. I don't know if we making it, but, (laughs) but you know, with Jesus is a sureness that we will make it, that we will accomplish the things that, that we are here to fulfill that every single thing, not one thing lacking, but every single thing will come to pass. So I want to present this question (laughs) and I'll answer it first. And I want you to think about it and I want you to answer in the comments. Okay. How has God healed you from suicidal thoughts? How has God healed you uh, mentally from from a place where the Lord has has saved your life, literally saved your life? How have you healed from those experiences? Now, for me, I have two answers (laughs) because I thought about this. I was like, Lord, mm." but I have two answers. Number one. I believe that I healed supernaturally. I really do. Um, when, as I said earlier, I didn't go to counseling. I never went to therapy after that happened for that specific reason. I've gone to therapy for other things. Um, but never to talk about what was happening um, and, and what happened when I experienced suicidal thoughts. Um, I I honestly believe I was healed supernaturally because I was able to come back in such a way that it's not natural. Like you don't hear of people having a comeback and having a business or a podcast where they're coming back to talk about it or they're coming back. To still, you still see them excelling and and elevating more and more, going from glory to glory, strength to strength, faith to faith in life. You don't really see that with a lot of people who've experienced what I've experienced. So that's why I say I believe I healed supernaturally. Um, It is tough to still talk about sometimes just because there's a perspective of like a poster child thing sometimes within the, the, the church for people who have experienced um being suicidal and stuff like that and you really don't hear too many people speak up about it either so you know it feels a little weird for me i think i was wondering how people would look at me if they still look at me the same before i said that and different things like that so it's been been a lot i just want to say that it is possible it is possible to heal with jesus it really is possible If you feel like you need to go to a therapist, please go. Make sure the Holy Spirit feel. Um, (laughs) Make sure the Lord leading you to go to that person, whichever person that you choose. Make sure the Lord, you know, is in that decision-making process. If the Lord is leading you to go to a therapist, go, right? Um, I don't want to deter you from that because I've had major breakthrough moments and I've had some really good... um, tools that I could take with me that were practical that I could do to help me um but again but again but again do not be in error in which you are looking more to a therapist than you look to Jesus if you trust your therapist to help you heal more than you trust Jesus to do the work for you like and when I say do the work for you, I'm not talking about do, you know, assignments that may be given to you in therapy, but I'm saying like Jesus is the one who heals. There are people who have gone to doctors, therapists, anything else, and they still was the same. So that's why I'm saying put your trust in Jesus. Okay, don't don't idolize your therapist over Jesus. That's an error. You have to repent for stuff like that. That's not right. It should not be your idol. But I encourage you to kind of think think and look back and remember who the Lord is as far as it's like he's a healer right he's a healer and if you don't believe that if you haven't experienced that you need to press into that 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 place in God where he's a healer you need to press into that because he can he just can and he can deliver he is a deliverer Ah. Please don't take my words as, as religion and cliche. Please take it as in this is the key to life. <laughs> this is, this is going to save my soul. This is going to save my mind. This is going to save my friend, my coworker, worker my, my family member's mind. This right here. Jesus. Because he saved mine. Okay. <laughs> that part. The kingdom, Jesus Christ kingdom of light he teaches us that our faith will make us whole right where the issue won't even be there anymore so hello lean into the lord to heal not to cope so that you just you know tolerate that it's there but heal from it be delivered from it that mindset's good. Okay. And lastly, the second way that the Lord has allowed me to heal, God has allowed me to heal, is through having the grace to forgive. I had to forgive um, those who hurt me, those who treated me a certain way, those who made me feel belittled and down and insecure and inferior, all those things. I had to forgive those people because here's the thing about relationships and sometimes we have this thing in the world and even sometimes in the church is, is flowing in there where people are saying oh even if it's your family member if they toxic you just have to separate yourself from them now maybe in some cases sure okay if they're dangerous if your life's in danger things like that um but i was i would subscribe to this and give you this to think about as from my experience I believe that if I had forgiven those people and then decided I don't want any relationship with you and things like that, I would have missed the higher calling and the higher purpose that God had for that relationship. Because the, the truth about relationships is sometimes, though someone has done us wrong, and it may be a family member or friend or something like that, that sometimes is an attack on the purpose that God has for the relationship, right? And what can come out of the relationship, the beauty that can come out of it. So I'm a testament that the latter of our relationship, those who I forgave is much better than the former. God did that because I'm telling you, it was some deep things where it was like really had to heal. I really had to think about it and sit down and and just make the conscious decision and commitment to the Lord that I'm gonna give it to him and I'm gonna let it go and I'm gonna release this person so that I can be free. And in God's timing and them also wanting to cultivate you know, their relationship with God and improve themselves and I'm cultivating my relationship with God and improving myself, we're able to come together and we're able to have this much glorious relationship than what the former was. So, forgiveness is key. Forgiveness is key. And if you're saying I'm forgiving, but you still got this void, this hole on the inside of you, that's bitterness and stuff like that, you really truly haven't forgiven or really been healed by the Lord from that situation or from that person. So I encourage you, like, forgive people. If it was a bully at school, back when you was in school, like, forgive them. Forgive them, forgive them, forgive them, forgive them. Do not hold on to that because literally that right there, forgiveness is one of the hardest things for Christians to do (laughs) or for anybody to do. And it's one of the key things to actually keep people from entering into paradise with the Lord for eternity because the Bible says that we are to forgive others as he has forgiven us. Meaning, think about how many times you really sinned against God. And have you ever thought about how that made God feel after he laid down his life to die for you and your sins? Like, really sit and think about that. How many times in your lifetime, you're a millennial, how many times have you had a thought that was not like God, that was uh, malicious? How many times have you, you know, cussed somebody out? <laughs> how many times have you fornicated? like let's think about these things because even how many times have you turned to other things that was that had nothing to do with jesus right that's adultery against god did you know that like getting into the new age stuff and having your palm read and and watching you know these different things and getting into this manifestation culture that's adultery against god that's not in the bible (laughs) like that's not god didn't tell you to do that And look how many times the Lord has taken you back right and forgiven you and said I'm forgetting that thing I'm gonna move forward with what we got right now and what we have for the future what I have for you in the future we are to do the same we are to do the same so be led of the Holy Spirit you know I feel that for somebody you need to shake off some of that bitterness you need to shake off like really start healing from these things that happen And heal from the vows that you made because of what happened so if someone did you wrong you said I ain't gonna never let somebody do me wrong like this I'm gonna da 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 oh this I'm a da 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 that's your vow right there that you need to break because now you have a wall up that's blocking blessings and and purpose that God has for you because of that one hurt don't stay in that place you are to move forward all right (laughs) Well I hope this podcast this episode has blessed you. Um, I encourage you to tell someone if you're having suicidal thoughts someone who's trustworthy okay um, and and find find it in your heart to trust someone. that's key too I didn't tell everybody that I would I had experienced that and things like that until I was ready but I did tell someone who I trusted and it was a safe place for me so and I was able to heal with the lord and have community as well so i wish the same for you don't cope be healed do not cope be healed in the name of jesus christ (sighs) okay i'm grateful to god that um he found in me and looked at me and said that my life was worth saving so i praise god for overcoming suicide you can overcome your suicidal thoughts as well you can get help um, And know that you have purpose, okay? Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, download the podcast, leave us a review. Show us in the comments what what part stood out to you the most. Reach out to us, even if it's via DM, on our socials, and let us know how this has blessed you, how it's changed your life. And we love you and we'll see you for the next one. I want you to stay tuned for our biblical snack of this show. God bless you. First John chapter four, verses four through six. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error.